and welcome to this episode of Poshcast. Hi, welcome. This is Carla and this is Piper. And it's time to be posh with us. Yes. So let's introduce today uh, our topic. It's actually the first time we are doing just audio. Normally we stream uh, live. So if you have chance to check us on Twitch, Instagram or what else do we have? TikTok. <laughs> or TikTok. <laughs> you are more than welcome and we would love all your support because we are just starting. Yes, it's at uh, poshcast underscore pod on everything. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, you will see our logo <laughs> pink green with a lemon in the middle. That's us. Very easy to find. So if you want to see our faces, that's where you go. Exactly. Yes. So let's introduce our topic, which is today transgender. And Piper, I'm going to ask you why we want to talk about transgender today. So in general, Carla and I love talking about sensitive or con- controversial, contentious topics um, because we feel like in the modern world, people are afraid to talk fully openly about these things. And we we want to have a platform where we we can feel comfortable speaking about them and also people that listen and agree with us, even if not fully, uh, can feel a little less crazy totally. <laughs> that they aren't they, that they may be on 100% in agreement with yeah. the main narrative let's say but I kind of think it is healthy to put something out there yeah. you know it creates a great balance of things mm-hmm. also exactly so uh, basically we are going to talk about uh, if you can maybe introduce like the yeah sure. main points of our of our podcast today. So today, uh, Carla is kind of going to be leading a discussion on transgenderism. And the main reason we picked this is because it, we have noticed that there, well, not just us, many people, that there is a rising trend in in transgenderism mm-hmm. and people that are identifying as such. And we believe it's important to discuss this because as of today, as of right now, or not as of today, but at this point right now, uh, March 1st, 2023, the, in the DSM, transgen- gender, dysphoria, sorry, gender dysphoria is a, is a, mental, a, a mental illness, it a mental disorder. Mental, it is a mental yeah. illness, it is a mental disorder, and it's becoming the new normal. Yes, but I mean, I don't know if gender dysphoria is becoming more normal, or if, well, we'll get into this later, yeah. or if just people are, more people are either saying that they have it or just I you know for for whatever reason that we'll cover later on or if they just are identifying as transgender without having those symptoms um but importantly we we just want to say as a kind of disclaimer a caveat so that we don't seem I don't know completely insensitive we understand that there are people that are affected by gender dysphoria and you know this is kind of the principles of principles of transmedicalism that we've spoken Mm -hmm. about uh, before that potentially for those people, the final intervention, if they have tried many other things, uh, you know, therapy, working on other aspects of themselves and their mental health, potentially transitioning, it might be the only thing that helps them. But we do believe that's only a select group of yeah. people. But we are not putting this topic out there only because 
maybe we do not agree with some things but also maybe we could actually help some people mm -hmm. who are thinking uh, about transgender dysphoria mm -hmm. um, and they can have a maybe even more clear clear minds about it yeah. um, because I believe there are people out there they don't have uh, people to speak to about yeah. it uh, they are lonely uh, they are struggling with their own minds mm -hmm. um, well I think the climate today the social climate almost makes it so if you are struggling from any kind of dysphoria um, it's and and I don't even think it's exclusively gender dysphoria. I think maybe you're even. I've heard testimonies from people who have detransitioned, where they say they were pushed in this direction even when they were experiencing maybe body dysmorphia about their yeah. weight, or they were insecure about something, or voice. or voice even yeah, or experiencing depression, or many of these other things. I think we kind of have entered a, a social. No, we're in a social climate where. Uh, transgenderism is so normalized um that that I mean, is not even it's, normal it's, it's romanticized now yeah you know it, it's to a point where it's like oh you and i'm not making this up i've heard testimony many many testimonies of people saying this exact same thing that they they were pushed in this direction by groups online affirmed when they didn't need they didn't need affirming um so i think that's why as you say it's important to discuss it because yeah. we need to see different perspectives and yeah so for the for the beginning let's uh, maybe even say what is gender dysphoria uh it is a condition where a person physical biological sex is let's say boy or a girl but in person's mind is the opposite basically you of course you cannot change biologically your sex right no you can only physically uh like socially transition physically and socially transition um, not biologically, just in terms of appearance or how you expect people to treat you. Um, and people with gender dysphoria often believe that doing just that will make them feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all of it depends on the person's mind. So they start to dress uh, as opposite gender and pretend that they are opposite sex. And they start to take uh, puberty blockers, which yeah, are hormones. some type of... I think puberty blockers are some type of hormones. Yes, but I believe puberty blockers are when you... Before you before or during puberty, mm -hmm. and once you're an adult, you do hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but what is more crazy, they take... Or from doctor, they even have puberty blockers at age... Nine, yeah, ten. I mean, if you um, want to block puberty, exactly. <laughs> but personally, I think that is so wrong mm -hmm. to give to a kid puberty blockers, which are not even medically correctly tested. Mm. You don't know what not for this purpose. Not for this purpose. No. Um, it is. It's not obviously. It is not right for your body no. because it stops your body at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And as we have pills for um, control. And I mean, birth control is not correct for your body. No, it's right? not any hormonal intervention, um, unless it's completely 100% medical, medically necessary, like you're extremely low on estrogen or something, it's going to have uh, undesirable side effects, mm -hmm. of course. So basically, they start to take pills, uh, and then what happens, they do surgical modifications 
uh, to appear as the opposite sex. Again, they are doing it in a very young age, some uh, percentage of people, mm. which again, it's not correct. It is not right to... How, how to say it? Like, well, it's not healthy, no. you know? I mean, we also have to look at the social pressures or, you know, discuss the social pressures that children would be under to even go up to their parents and have that as yeah. an idea in their head or, or what they've been exposed to let's say because when I was seven years old I wasn't thinking um not that I was gender dysphoric but it's not like I was going up to my parents and saying I would like to do this life-changing medical treatment <laughs> like I would like to I would like to take hormones to do whatever yeah, you know yeah I wasn't even aware that it was a possibility um, yeah and I think as we will speak about later I think that most i think that a lot of people nowadays aren't experiencing gender dysphoria i i I think gender dysphoria has now become and it's no longer a prerequisite for having any of these therapies you can believe like as in true gender dysphoria i think it's just so socially swayed you're so socially influenced that at a young age you believe you are uh you are dysphoric Mm -hmm. potentially um when you're not, or there's just some other thing that is making you think, I want to be the opposite sex, yeah. whatever. But also back to the pills and mm-hmm. to the surgery and uh, hormones, puberty blockers, and all of these kind of, uh, let's say shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy to me, because at 18 years old, here in Czech Republic, mm-hmm. or in Europe, somewhere it's 15, 18, America 21, uh, you can't drink alcohol. No. Uh, you can't smoke. You can't, you can't go even to clubs no. to, let's say, only dance. You can't get a tattoo or a piercing. You can get a tattoo or a piercing. But yeah. then it is fine that before you will get a emotional or psychologic, mm. psychologic, uh, psychological. Yeah, yeah, psychological support from a doctor, it's better to get, like, pills. Yeah. You know? Like, you mean they, they jump straight to the... Yeah, pills. they jump yeah. and... Well, well, I think the thing is... I think 80% of these yeah. doctors do. Because if they wouldn't, there wouldn't be so many there wouldn't people be who are transgender. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think in a lot of places, you have to have some therapy before you undergo any of these treatments. But especially in the US, it's so... I mean, there is such profit in mm. this for yeah. the doctors of and course. stuff to, to shill these medications the the therapy and everything it's 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 minute it, it's really nothing you go yeah. you say also that's the thing I'm sorry you know take off if I'm taking us off track but with every other mental illness usually as a as a, a psychiatrist as a psychologist you are supposed to you you don't really give an official diagnosis unless you can tell that the disorder has been enduring mm-hmm. that is that it's lasted for at least six months and a lot of, of, of well-trained, rigorous, I can't think of the word, um, psychologists won't really even give you a diagnosis until they've seen you displaying symptoms for at least three months. You know, if you tell them, of course, there is some self-report, like Mm -hmm. I've been feeling this way for this amount of time, but a lot of them won't take any action or, you know, prescribe anything. Of course, excluding the US here because there is a financial benefit prescribing medication but in Europe and in the UK like they don't often prescribe anything until they've seen that you really have been struggling with this for a long time but I think 
in the U.S. especially. It's but then so again, you know, someone travels from Europe to U.S. and for money, they get it done in a blink of a second. Yeah. You know, so and that that is not right. No, that of is not, not right because there are side effects of these mm. medication that can like uh, hurt yeah. person very badly and can affect their future, mm. which uh, is definitely not great. Yeah. And um. And more and more children these days are mm-hmm. being diagnosed uh, with this uh, dysphoria. Yeah. Um, and the cases are rising thanks thanks to not only social media, internet, YouTube. And what actually shocked me, I didn't knew about this. There are drag performances for kids mm. and their parents take them there. Yeah, I've seen this stuff. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> I like in my mind I don't I like I don't know why I would take my kids to see no. a tra- like drag queen performance. To me it's it's not bad when you see it as an adult, you no. know? It's fun, it's a show. But it's kind of inherently sexual, you know. I'm not saying that it's and it's not even because for for me, this is not even necessarily because it's it's men men dressing as women or whatever, like cross dressing. It's not it's not even just that, it's the fact that these performances are so inherently sexual, you know, like, because these men obviously dress as exaggerated caricatures of Mm -hmm. women, you know, Mm -hmm. they do the big boobs and the the -the over-the-top makeup, the curves, everything, Um, which maybe I sound like a prude, but I just think that, like, children don't need to see it. Yeah, but it doesn't even represent the woman. No, of course not. But I mean, drag... I don't really... Drag is is a, a, a... tricky one because I agree that it's inappropriate to expose children to it and it probably has some link with with children and and gender dysphoria I mean maybe minutely because I'm not I don't think every child has has been exposed to this no well I but, wasn't no of course not. <laughs> but you know but I, I also think it's drag in itself isn't necessarily linked with transgenderism I mean it could be I'm sorry this is a definitely a tangent but something that I actually wanted to tell you because I, mm-hmm. I really learned a lot about it recently um is this it's it's called autogynephilia okay and it's a essentially a auto meaning self mm-hmm. gyno meaning like vagina okay. <laughs> like femininity woman whatever i don't know and philia as in like a liking of mm-hmm. you know um it's essentially a condition or a disorder or, or disposition where you where men like seeing themselves as women and it goes beyond just enjoying seeing yourself as a woman it also comes down to you want a lot for a lot of them they also want to be fully accepted and seen as a woman Mm -hmm. themselves and I was listening to another podcast where they were discussing how this actually could be uh, because transgenderism is within the population it's distributed most in young teenage girls Mm -hmm. and adult men uh, as in, I'm talking original biological sex, like adult males and young females. So, they they argue that maybe the adult the adult male, um, most adult male cases are probably this autogynephilia, where you want you have this condition where you want you would arouse not necessarily sexually but mm-hmm. mentally, you know, in some ways sexually. I think it is considered a fetish. Um, by seeing yourself as a woman. I'm sorry, this just reminded me of drag because I was also wondering no, if that's the origins of drag performances yeah. also. 
Yeah, maybe not, makes... but there's something beautiful and fun and exciting to you as, as having a female identity. Um, but yeah. Well, so that was a really good point, actually. And But I was also thinking, I mean, one thing is take to take a kid to a drag mm-hmm. show, right? I mean, it's not a big deal in the end. But little kids, they are so uh, sensitive. Mm -hmm. You can manipulate them very easily. So imagine like... That makes it sound evil. (laughs) You can manipulate children (laughs) very easily. Yes, it is because, Mm -hmm. you know, they are vulnerable vulnerable creatures, let's say. Um, so it can change their minds mm-hmm. about things, and um, the more you expose the kid to things that you like or you want them to see, yeah. the more they will uh, kind of stick to it in a way. Yeah. Um, so that also ties in a lot with uh, like affirming children, where children, if if I if if I tell a four year old, if a four year old brings me a rock, and I'm like, wow amazing thank you so much this is perfect so beautiful that four-year-old is going to keep bringing me rocks you know like have you ever had this like a hundred percent so like kids act in a way that they believe is pleasing uh the authority figures or people around them that they look up to and i think you have this problem nowadays it links everything is so interlinked but links so much within the culture i also think this is part of the reason why where a lot of cases of of gender dysphoria kind of greenlit and accepted in therapy um we have a and we spoke about it also before we have this culture where you're almost afraid to disagree with these things because it makes you a bad person it's Mm -hmm. not just that oh you're unkind to this individual it's like you are immoral yeah Uh, so i think if a if a child goes up to a teacher or to a family friend or maybe even in some cases a parent and says oh i i feel like a girl today which they are sometimes being taught in schools mm-hmm. like oh you can you can feel like whatever gender you whatever want you yeah want. Like, you, you can be a she today if you want to whatever this stuff if they if they enact that behavior in front of an adult and the adult agrees with it and affirms it that child and they don't even have to be four years old they can this behavior this i mean this desire to be accepted and to act in a way that mm-hmm. pleases other people persists until you are an adult, essentially. But obviously, yeah. children and teenagers are especially vulnerable to it. Exactly. And also, their parents are propagated by uh, by these movements. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like when sometimes these kids, they can regret it in the future. Because, like we also talked before, sometimes if my mom or mm-hmm. your mom would it, wouldn't tell us or warn us oh my god this looks crazy on you yeah. um we would walk like that you yeah. know and we would be fine with it and yeah. now sometimes i'm think thanking my mom and i'm saying mom actually thank you that you told me this is oh, yeah. crazy because i actually looked crazy but at the time or even when i act crazy yeah. you know like of course at that time for me the most important thing was me and yeah. how i feel yeah. i didn't care about anyone but yeah. sometimes you need to if have... If they disagreed with you. Yeah. yeah. But from s- someone, you need a wake-up call sometimes, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. this is not right, this is not correct, you don't look, like, fine with this, yeah. you know? And you mean, like, what are you tying it in with? Because I think it comes on both sides. You need that wake-up call, and I think because of the social climate, so many people are afraid 
to let's say give that wake up call to someone in their life and say, of course you need to be you know, careful when you give someone a wake up call because you can you don't call want... out different things by yeah that. and also i think it's it is a very sensitive topic and i'm not saying in all cases it's it's uh socially influenced i'm sure there are some cases where it is very very real and they really are deeply mm-hmm. experiencing this dysphoria and have their whole life or whatever um but yeah but i also think it's interesting because um i remember we spoke previously about how at the time when our parents would say that to them we mm-hmm. wouldn't listen mm-hmm. and how that must make it and we and, we, and it would it would make us want to distance ourselves from our parents yeah. and i think that in a way is is causes a lot of problems makes it really hard for parents to intervene especially with their teenage girls for example mm-hmm. when they start saying that they are uh, gender non-conforming or, yeah. or non-binary or transgender or mm-hmm. whatever because yeah you you couldn't tell me anything as a teenager if it went against what i mm-hmm. <laughs> what i was feeling what suited me at the time um and sure. yeah and, and as a teenager obviously you're extremely sensitive your parent tells you you shouldn't do this it, it's not a good idea or are you sure this is really how you feel are you sure you really want to do this whatever you're going to immediately want to push yourself away from them and at the same time borrow yourself more closely into communities and uh, alongside people that do affirm you mm-hmm. and then as a parent it must be scary to try and intervene in any way even if you want to because obviously you're worried about that because if you push your child away from you and into the arms of people that support this yeah. ideology it, it might be even harder for you to not get them back but to talk some sense into them yeah for sure but it also depends it also depends how your mind is like built up yeah how strong you are it's person to person in the end and when my mom told me something is not correct i was kind of of course first i was like no 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 you're not right yeah but then in the end i was thinking about it and it led me to think about it Mm -hmm. you know which is the most important part for me like yeah to have the space where I can say, oh, were my eyebrows really that bad? Or, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know. So I don't really know if you remember, but around the year 2015, um, Bruce Jenner, or, well, now Caitlyn Jenner, she, he. He, she, he, they. She, he, they. (laughs) They, then. (laughs) Clown self. Exactly. uh, Came out. Mm. Um, Well, there was a story before, right? Um, at the reality show, people knew he dressed up yeah. as a woman, he wore heels. It's yeah. basically like there is some kind of history, but that's not the point. My point is basically when he came out, I feel like it started to be more like as a trendy mm. thing to do. So more celebrities started to came yeah. out, but talk about it, some, some of them they... Yeah. I was shocked with him because I, I didn't... he was a huge case of, like, yeah, because it was so shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and also such a prominent figure. And then that family are always trying to push themselves into the news and stuff. It, it publicized transgenderism in a way that hadn't happened in the past, I think. And then for that reason, it, it, the topic in general kind of became, like, the center of attention almost, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it continued. It shocked you. Well, it shocked me, and uh, basically other celebrities, they started to speak about it, 
and there were celebrities who were transgender i didn't even know they are transgender yeah like like who for example elliot page i have oh, yeah. no clue you didn't know no i had no <laughs> clue but like before or after or you just didn't realize it happened never <laughs> <laughs> but you remember when elliot page was ellen page in juno well i yeah i you thought they were different people <laughs> no I, because i saw her in this series on netflix i don't know what's the name of umbrella the series. umbrella academy yeah umbrella yeah. academy I you thought no. they changed actors. I just, I, had, I had no. I had no, mm-hmm. I had no clue. Yeah. Well, is she a girl or a man? Biologically, uh, you yeah. don't even know. Biologically, no. Biologically, girl, female. Yeah, it's Ellen Page. And then, I think last year or the year before, or maybe my con- concept of time is messed up. But, um, yeah, transitioned into Elliot Page. Oh, yeah. so if I would finish this series, she would be as a guide. Yeah. Oh, I didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh, so, but but then I saw her on pictures and it didn't really make sense to me. <laughs> it was like, I was confused. I don't know. Mm. Well, I'm not the target group, so I'm not focused on these things. Yeah. But I was just confused. I mean, I so. actually like Ellen Elliot Page. Like, I like as, her. Yeah. As as an act- actress and yeah she's very good yeah and also just seems like a sweet person and i think i this is this is my thing i mean this is a great time to insert this anyway like both carla and i are compassionate people and neither of us have been, like mean any disrespect we actually just have this conversation because we're curious about it and we think we don't think this any of this is 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 mean to say for example no because we you would know? like to point out points out the points that are bad about yeah. this also because you everybody know, like skepticism a little yeah, yeah and everybody is making this roses and rainbows and unicorns yeah. i don't know but it's not like that only like there is a very dark yeah. side behind this exactly not only because of the doctors they take a bunch of money for it they do not care how yeah. uh, they are treating health of young and people and also because as an individual i mean we will speak about this probably but as an individual i think it shouldn't be the the first step even if you are experiencing gender dysphoria um if you feel like something is drastically wrong inside yourself there are a million other things you can and should do because as you'll speak about these people that have detransitioned it doesn't fix you you don't mm-hmm. suddenly become the gender you feel like you are and then you're you're amazing you know you you're amazing everything is better in your life most of the time you still have the the same problems That's the same emotional internal problems yeah. you can't change your emotions yeah you can't change your sense of self even like of course i can go and get my hair done and feel a little better about mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's the same but even if you go and get your hair done you're happy for the first minutes right mm. like the whole day you're happy i look hot blah 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 <laughs> But then, like, after a day, I don't give a shit that yeah, I did my I hair. Yeah, I had my hair done, like, four days ago. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Do see, I feel changed? You know, no. like, it's yeah. crazy because, of course, like, things make you happy also for a little while. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's even why they keep on going with the surgeries. Yeah. That's what I, I'm thinking about now. So, look, people, like, I'm putting here my thoughts out, okay? Yeah. But logically, why they keep on going? They don't stop, you know. Yeah. Some of them really don't stop. Mm. And there are even documentaries about it where actually some doctors say, yeah. look, I'm not going to do the surgery because that's too much. It you can mean kill like you. not even with just with transgender people, but with anybody? Yeah, with anybody. Surgery, Let's yeah. say it was anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I was actually watching a few documentaries and they were focused on people who regret being transgender, mm -hmm. who regret getting these kind of transitions. Um, and there was actually uh, a documentary about, I watched about one guy and one girl. This man now, he is around his 70s. And um, his story is kind of interesting because when he was a kid, he... Um, I don't really think he felt like a girl when he is now yeah. saying his story. But he was different. He yeah. was more of a girly side, let's say, uh -huh. more sensitive. Uh, which doesn't mean immediately you are a girl. No, no. Um, a whole... Uh, I think it's a documentary or book. I don't remember, but it talks about um, sissy boys, which sounds like a really mean thing to say, and it kind of was used as an insult, but it is these boys that... It's like the male version of tomboys, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like a tomboy is a girl who, who uh, you know, who is more masculine. Let's say a sissy mm -hmm. boy is basically a boy who is more feminine. More feminine. And this man, when he was little, he used to visit his grandmother, and for some reason, she made him a purple dress. Mm -hmm. And he was around age four. Grandmother, she basically noticed he is so more girly, and. He fell in love with this dress, mm -hmm. you know, because he even describes it fit with my tiny body and uh, um, I used to love it and tried it on. But he, she told him, he, she, it, great. <laughs> <laughs> she told him, you can't tell to anyone that I made yeah. you this dress because at this time, like let's say 70 years, years ago, ago or 50 years yeah. ago, even 22 years yeah. ago, it wasn't really normal to talk about transgender. Mm. People weren't that open-minded about these kind of uh, what if topics. This, sorry, I'm just thinking, what if this kid was a case of, oh, this this man maybe had some of this autobenefit thing that mm -hmm. we were speaking about earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big possibility. Yeah. Or so, maybe just it was interesting to him for fun. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it could. He had, I think, million reason. But yeah. what he also said at this time when he was a, when he was a kid, um, he said it really manipulated his mind, mm -hmm. and it was really hard after to. He was like questioning himself, like, what is happening with me? He took this dress home, even if he, mm -hmm. wasn't allowed. Allowed, he took it home. Um, his mom found it. And it was a big problem out yeah. of it. So in the end, he was uh, beaten by his dad, mm -hmm. by his mom. He wasn't allowed to go to his grandma without parents, you know, because in case she would do do this again, do this again, or make him a dress or whatever. And so at this point, he he, he didn't transition until he was an adult. He right? didn't transition. I think he transitioned in an age like well, he didn't say really in age but i think it was teenage years yeah. let's say i would well, imagine he probably like for a few years suppressed it mm -hmm. but when something is taken let's say taken away from you that harshly that intensely you're going to feel shame but you're also going to maintain that curiosity i think yeah i think in a way it makes you want it more because uh, you didn't have chance to fully explore mm -hmm. it yourself it's just like bam it's gone yeah. you know and in the end he went to a doctor yeah and he was uh, he was saying that instead of him giving him like real ha help, mm -hmm. he gave him immediately pills. Yeah, 
he gave him pills and he, he told him that he should make a surgery that that's the best thing that wow. he can do to um that help himself no you know that there is no other mm-hmm. option um and he wanted to find out why is this happening and instead he gave him immediately these hormones you mm-hmm. know like i mean if i would be a kid or a teenager and i would go to a doctor i would love to know why is this happening yeah like giving me pills straight away i know you i mean the fact that there is no consideration of the root and even i think nowadays or in most in most uh let's say therapy sessions that you have to have prior to to undergoing any hormonal treatment or surgery i think even there they don't try and address the root cause why are you feeling like this well they should dig more yeah they should be more patient about it it shouldn't be two sessions and bam you yes or no you can get the treatment it should be and as a as a person you should want that Mm -hmm. i'm sorry but as a person if if anything feels this is the immediate this is the immediate thing that's going to fix all of the problems in my life no you should probably think about it a little more well he didn't get any psychological support mm-hmm. at the beginning. Uh, his parents weren't supportive, course, obviously. Yeah. Um, his grandma just kept on telling him that he looks perfect, which for a small boy, it's also not the yeah. right way to yeah, it is a, give it out an adult, there. Yeah. And um, also, he was sexually abused by his uncle or someone. So yeah. then he even more thought of himself as a girl. Yeah, I've actually heard a lot of stories about this of there is a crossover between people that uh uh, have gender dysphoria and were sexually abused Mm -hmm. either they they want to transition because they have shame Mm -hmm. in the body uh that that led to them being abused or they or they yeah i guess lean into it almost like with in this case yeah you know men this i this idea men can't be abused or whatever men can't be raped if it happens to them they suddenly believe oh i'm actually this i must be you know anyway that's an oversimplification so um anyway now what is happening uh what actually bothers me is another topic or as one of the topics that we are talking about a man who is claiming to be a woman is making an unstable claim Mm mm-hmm um he doesn't know what it is like to be a woman yeah which um why i'm saying that is it kind of bothers me when a transgender whoever it is if it is a man or if it is a woman me as a woman i don't know what it is to be a man yeah a man doesn't know what it is to be a woman i think even i read something the other day that was really interesting to me because um, and in a, in a way, in my mind, it kind of shatters this whole gender ideology thing is even as a woman, you don't know what it is to be a woman. I mean, Matt Walsh has this documentary um, where he, he goes around and asks people, what is a woman? And just, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a simple question. There should be somewhat of a simple answer. I'm not saying a one word answer or two word answer, but you should be able to answer it in theory. But I think the thing is, none of us know what it is like to be anything but ourselves Mm -hmm. and I think the big problem with gender ideology and with the transgender movement and stuff is it's hinged on the fact that oh I feel like a woman I feel like a man what does that mean you Mm -hmm. feel like yourself and then that kind of ties back into the thing of there is not like these surgeries these treatments they might not 
fix the problems you're having because you you know all you ever all you will ever know all you will ever truly feel is what it's like to be you so lean into that you know like fix what needs to be fixed uh like work on yourself improve things i don't think that means transitioning yeah i think and also there's another whole thing about uh gender in in general and the way our society is set up yes i you know obviously think it's important to acknowledge and admire and respect let's say traditional gender roles or gender placements or whatever like man woman masculine feminine um but it doesn't have to be like that you know 50 years ago women couldn't even wear pants or yeah, maybe not 50 true. years ago or whatever well. so why why do you have if you as a man feel maybe that you lean more into femininity you shouldn't have to it's like jeffrey star you know the youtuber yeah. mm-hmm. you shouldn't he ha- he hasn't uh he hasn't said you know i'm, I'm transitioning yeah. i'm a woman mm-hmm. he's just a man uh, same and with James being, Charles or whatever. Yeah, like, but he is being himself. He's being himself because that's all we can ever know how to do. Well, Why do you James need to Charles, transition? It's a kind of, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's like 50-50 sometimes. I don't know, like, but actually Jeffree Star. He's just himself. I used to follow him since I was a uh, teenager, yeah. basically. Um, and yeah, he's just being himself. Yeah, and that's you He's said a man, wears makeup, wears clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fun, funny side story when I was like 11 my cousin gave me she got a Jeffree Star CD when he used to make music and yeah. gave it to me <laughs> and then like five ten years later I found him on YouTube when I was like isn't that that guy from the from the CD <laughs> my cousin gave makeup? me <laughs> <laughs> no but uh short long story short surgeries and hormones does not make you a man or a woman yeah uh biologically exactly but now I want to kind of move to a slightly different topic about transgender, which is uh, Hogwarts legacy. Yes. And let's speak about the drama a little bit and okay. about J.K. Rowling's, and then I would like to say something about Horn Virgins and go a little bit back to history okay, yeah. for for a little bit. And uh, yeah, so Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, so Hogwarts Legacy is a video game came out uh, on February 10th. And, you know, I don't need to it's explain. It's a big drama, guys. It's <laughs> so much. I don't need to explain the whole plot of the video game. You can imagine from the title, it's based in the Harry Potter universe, whatever. Um, the book's written by J.K. Rowling. And people wanted to boycott the game. Um, they wanted to block it, end it, whatever. Um, tell people not to buy it, get mad at creators that were streaming it or, or making videos with it, whatever, uh, because of the fact that J.K. Rowling would in some way financially benefit from mm-hmm. it. And excluding the fact that that is just fucking illogical reasoning because so many people also benefit from this game and deserve to because video game development creation is is an art, essentially, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of work goes into it. Anyway... J.K. Rowling, the reason people wanted to boycott it is because J.K. Rowling is what people refer to uh, as a TERF. J.K. Rowling just held the belief that there should be spaces that are reserved for biological women, that, as, as Carla said previously, taking these hormones, doing these surgeries, they do not make you a woman if you're a man, they don't make you a man if you're a woman, um, that we need to respect gender differences, mm-hmm. like we spoke about in uh, an earlier episode. Yeah. She even earlier, she came up with some kind of essay and, uh, and published it. I haven't looked into it. But uh, she came out with it because uh, 
in Scotland they were considering mm-hmm. of uh, changing the laws that you can actually change your gender in the birth certificate. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is totally. You're, re- I mean, you're rewriting you born, your personal history. Exactly. If you are know? born as a man or a woman, you should be proud of it, like, no yeah. matter what. Even, yeah, even if you're transgender, like, then, that's part of your story, Yeah, you know? Exactly. Why would you want to rewrite, erase, and and uh, falsify, essentially? You, yeah. That isn't, yeah. Anyway. And dangerous. It's it's just dangerous. Anyway, back to Hogwarts Legacy. Anyway, people, because of these beliefs... um have tried to ostracize her, have tried to silence her, say she doesn't deserve everything she has, that her beliefs have therefore ruined. Um, I don't think she's saying anything wrong. If I believe, if I understand correctly, she's never said anything 100% like antagonistic or super negative uh, towards transgender people. It's just skepticism of the movement and belief that we should respect biological women. Yeah, true. From my point of view, I kind of feel like She's speaking more like us. Yeah, exactly. Or basically, she's just saying what. We, yeah. Where are the? If problems? you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. You have full autonomy. You deserve to have full autonomy. Yeah, I mean, if you but, want to walk as a transgender, then do it. It's on you. But. But the world shouldn't necessarily have to pander to you. We shouldn't all be walking on eggshells. You shouldn't be able to rewrite, rewrite his like you know your own history. You shouldn't be able to, whatever all of these things. Um. I agree. I agree with her on so yeah. much of what she says because she, yeah, she's not. She she's, has never once been mean. Yeah. And people were saying, oh, the money then goes to anti-trans charities, whatever. It, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong. I'm not her accountant, mm-hmm. but like to my knowledge, Maybe she can be wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> she isn't. Um, she isn't donating her money to anti-trans charities. Like the what, mm-hmm. from what I know, if she donates them to rape crisis centers and organizations that prioritize, I hate that you even have to put the precursor biological, but to biological women, to to real to real women, mm-hmm. you know, um, because there are many charities, many organizations that actually do the opposite, and they they. Uh, look out for the needs of transgender women yeah. first let's have some balance you know let's have some support for right for women but yeah anyway uh that's why that's that's contentious and that's a pretty current current issue <laughs> relating to it so um i'm gonna talk now a little bit back to history and also now uh, because they still exist and that's albanians worn virgins i don't know if you ever heard about them or not mm-hmm. so no so now I can actually, <laughs> thanks to my university, say <laughs> that for the first time I can use my essay for something actually useful, you know, not only gaining grades, which I don't even know if these professors read your essay sometimes, <laughs> I don't think they care. Like, this dude, he gave everyone A's and that's it, like, I think he didn't even went through it. But Albanians weren't virgins, so let me introduce who they are. There is not exact date for the origin of sworn virgin. Many sources mention like 19th or early 20th century, while other cases uh, were also reported uh, around 150 years ago. Um, sworn virgin, you can call her Burcheta in uh, Albania. And it's basically um, because the patriarchal? Yeah, patriarchal. Yeah, <laughs> society. <laughs> Back in the days, uh, the woman didn't really have a place to work, to speak up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically were um, 
suppressed. Oppressed? Yeah, <laughs> oppressed. <laughs> um, so that's why even sworn virgins became a thing. Because it was more valuable to be a man mm-hmm. in the society. So basically only for a woman to uh, be afforded rights was to take an oath of celibacy mm-hmm. or to dress as a man. And if if a woman transgendered into a sworn virgin, let's say, I'm saying the word transgendered because they change their dresses, yeah. they change how they act, even their voice, and they did activities that only wo- that only sorry that only men could do. Yeah. Uh, so they could go to places where only mm-hmm. men could go. Uh, they could smoke. They could uh work. Yeah. So basically, the problem here was um, it's not only that a woman becomes a sworn virgin because she wants to be one, mm. but what they did back then in families when they had only girls, let's say, uh, they raised a girl as a sworn virgin already. Oh, yeah. So they dressed her as a boy, mm, they gave her jobs as a boy from being a baby. From yeah. being a baby. So she was raised like that. Um, and also why this happened. It was it was the only way to get out of unwanted marriage. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, it reminds me of the, of, of the LGBTQ community or the transgender yeah. community also. Because these women, they trans transgender yeah. basically if you would see now their picture you would be shocked yeah how of a like man they, man they look it is really interesting for me too because um i think i often think about um for, especially for young women that decide to transition i wonder if in part it is because and everything legally is equal for men and women in mm-hmm. our society today in in the west and i'm not saying that women are significantly oppressed or anything, mm-hmm. but it is still in, in many ways more valuable to be a man. You know, there are some situations where more respect is afforded to you, where certain behaviors are more tolerated. Um, you know, I'm not like some diehard feminist or anything. We've spoken about this before. But yeah, and I wonder if in some way that's what's happening with certain groups of women that are transitioning now. You know, this thing about it being more socially valuable to be mm-hmm. a man whether that's the root of some transgenderism today. Yeah, true. But in the end, they weren't equal with a man because uh, they had to swear that they would never have sex in their life uh, or families, which, um, well, now we are talking more about gender um, roles, roles, right? But uh, in the end, like, if, you should be equal to someone and then you can go to spaces and uh, as a man and smoke mm. and curse, let's say. Why you cannot have sex, you know? Mm. I mean, you are giving rights to someone. And I'm, I'm going a little bit now. Uh, the other way. The other way from the LGBT mm-hmm. or from the uh, transgender community. But um, it's a bit strange to me. Yeah. So, and of course, if they would... Um, but it's because they're not the same. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, and culturally... But again, like, they're not the same, so... It's just weird. Well, it's we- it's 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 less weird to me that they aren't afforded certain rights, like the right mm-hmm. to reproduce or mm-hmm. whatever, 
I'm not I'm not saying that we should ever stop people from being able to reproduce, you know, that would essentially be eugenics. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that we I mean, it, it's weird to me that you would uh try and create a new class of people and try to everybody should be equal. Because actually the they were respected as a man. Yeah. And they had to be respected as yeah. a man. But it's like instead of instead of equalizing the playing field for everybody, instead of saying women and men should be mm-hmm. treated uh equitably or whatever that they created an entire class of people to essentially pretend to be men mm-hmm. to have a lot of the rights that men have. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It is. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. But um, if women were to break uh, these rules, obviously they were punished with mm-hmm. death. So, um, so that was a little bit back into history and maybe something, uh, something new for yeah. all of us. Uh, of course, you can search more about these and topics. Find the link or can, between today yourself if yeah, you want to. Yeah, exactly. But I was kind of thinking about it because uh, even my essay was uh, connected with the transgender people. Mm-hmm. So I connected uh, sworn virgins with transgender because Albania is not really a country where they are pro yeah. transgender or pro same sex marriage, mm-hmm. um, which also. It is a bit confusing, right? If it's rooted so strongly there from the history. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's not everywhere. It's like now it's small town yeah. or somewhere. Um, but it's kind yeah, of it's very uh, interesting. It's kind of crazy how things work. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that history. <laughs> no worries, my uni <laughs> <laughs> So I hope, guys, you enjoyed today's podcast. Yes, I do too. <laughs> Yeah, and I hope that we can, uh, that you will all listen to us the next time we have some uh, controversial topic <laughs> to talk about. I mean, I don't believe this is that controversial, but um, it yeah. depends for others. Yeah. For some it is, for some it is not. So I hope that we yes. are already cancelled after this. <laughs> no. I mean, seriously, love, compassion. If you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and I will never disrespect somebody unless I meet them personally. That's you know? true. Um, anyway just some um, healthy skepticism <laughs> even if you have ideas for a next topic that you want us to talk about uh, we would know. love to mm-hmm. hear your ideas let us know yes. and also you can text us on podcast uh, on Instagram and tell us your ideas yeah on TikTok and Twitter yeah also for Twitter, Twitter. right yes. we have everything <laughs> anyway okay, guys. bye guys thank you yes, thank you for listening goodbye <laughs>